Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Real Talk with Bria Realtors. It's a beautiful day and the spring weather is certainly here. I'm your 2023 Bria President, David Dominicus, and joining me today is Ray Ferris of the Simcoe and District Real Estate Board and the Oria Tressa Task Force Chair, and Jason uh, Lagerquist, Head of Government Relations with Oria. Welcome guys, thanks so much for being here today. Thank you, David, it's great to be here in Brantford. Great to see you, David. Thanks for the invitation. It's always great to be in Brantford. Now, as you guys know, it's uh, it's time to get real. In our previous episode, we spoke to some of our community leaders about networking and building relationships in business today. I want to get deeper into the discussions around our business, specifically regarding the upcoming changes to the Trust and Real Estate Services Act, also known as TRESA. Ray, I want to start with you as a, as a realtor yourself. What are you experiencing as we head deeper into the spring market? Is there anything you're not seeing that you wish you were seeing? Yeah, for sure. I'd like to see a little bit more inventory out there, for sure. Uh, I, I service the community of Long Point primarily, and I don't ever recall in my 27 years as a realtor this low of inventory. I look around the streets and I don't see any for sale signs whatsoever and people just aren't putting their properties up for sale right now so i wish we had some increased inventory to be able to sell to our buyers who are out there looking right now so true we're fighting the same challenge right here and i think it's it's probably uh province-wide and 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 that underlying shortage of inventory jason how about you how how are what are you seeing at the provincial level very similar. I think uh, there, there is a chronic lack of supply of inventory uh, on the market, David. And, um, you know, we know that um, uh, over the last 18 months or so in a lot of markets, I don't know, you would know better than me whether Brantford would be one of these, but they've kind of plateaued a little bit, in some cases gone down a little bit. But if you start to peel back some of the layers of the onion and look at people's purchasing power, things with like inflation, higher costs, uh, higher cost to carry a mortgage, um, Affordability is actually at an all-time low, uh, and there's just not enough homes uh, being built uh, to meet the demand. And you know, quite uh, predictably, prices uh, continue to be really, really high. So we really need to see more uh, homes built, more supply come onto the market uh, to address the housing, uh, the housing crisis, and the affordability crisis that we all know exists. For sure, those are some great points there, and and we all know that's the key is right strengthening that. Uh, supply and increasing to our supply chain uh, in terms of all types of housing um, from single family detached to rentals to uh, affordable housing um, and now looking ahead we know Tressa is soon expected to come into effect well uh, part of it has already come into effect correct Ray it's it's in three phases um, those unaware or unsure of the details uh, the Real Estate and Business Brokers Act, also known as REBA, is soon to become the Trust and Real Estate Services Act, or TRESA. Now, we know that although TRESA did not come into effect as planned on April 1st, as initially um, uh, that was the target, it, it's still coming and there's still some more work to be done. What can our members expect with this act and how do you see it benefiting their business? And I guess, what are the highlights that the realtors should be prepared for. You, you obviously just did a great presentation for our association and, and you made a really tough topic, um, kind of easy to understand and, 
And so we just want you to expand on that here for our podcast, for our members, of course, that weren't able to attend um, um, that wonderful session today. Sure, yeah. Well, it is coming. We can't tell you what the proclamation date will be because that still remains undecided. And the reason that there was a delay, the reason that the ministry delayed the proclamation of phase two was so that they could consult with stakeholders about allowing designated representation. So that is the only reason for the delay. And uh, we are consulting with the ministry right now currently about uh, the possibility of designated representation being an an additional positive option in real estate transactions. So why is TRESA so important? Why is this overhaul of REBA so important? Well, I think there's a couple of big reasons, David. And first, when we consulted with the ministry, they told us that consumers were often confused. Real estate consumers were often confused about the differences between being a customer and being a client. And sometimes realtors were unsure as well as to what they could say when they were working with a customer. So to make these relationships crystal clear, the term customer is being removed entirely from legislation and it's being replaced with self-represented party. Even though it's being replaced with self-represented party, this is a lot more significant than just a name change. If an individual in a real estate transaction, be that a buyer or be that a seller, chooses for whatever reason to be self-represented, they are really going it alone. They can only receive a limited amount of assistance when they work with a BRIA member. Client still remains the same. Anybody who chooses to be represented by a realtor as a client gets everything and more from their realtor. Another big significant change aside from the introduction of the self-represented party relationship is open offers. So as BRIA members will know, currently in a multiple offer situation in a bidding war, we're obligated to disclose to buyers who submit an offer the number of offers for the seller's consideration. That obligation is carried forward to TRESA. So that obligation will remain. We still have to disclose the number of competing offers. But what's a significant change is that sellers will be able to direct their agent to disclose terms of buyer's offers. And that's something we currently can't do. That's restricted under REBA. What members need to know, David, is that there are no ground rules, however. A seller doesn't have to decide when they list their property for sale or at the very latest before offers are presented whether or not they're going to conduct an open process or a blind process. So a seller could hypothetically say, I'm going to conduct a blind bidding process. I am going to keep the details of all the buyer's offers confidential. Then once the offers are presented, the seller could have a change of mind and instruct their agent to disclose some of the terms of buyer's offers. And they're entitled to do that. And that's what I mean, that there's no ground rules to this. So it could be a hybrid of all the above, for instance. Really? Yeah, that's a great way of saying it, David. It could be a hybrid. The seller could start off one way and then change their mind once all the offers are on the table. Wow. Okay. Well, that gives a lot more choice to our sellers, I guess, on on how they want to handle and uh, 
the open bidding process or, you know. And it came about, David, because in the heat of the market, remember in January and February and some of March of last year, in that heated seller's market, the government told us that they received so many complaints from buyers who felt that the closed bidding process was unfair. They thought it was unfair that they were bidding blindly and they had no information about the other offers that they were competing with. So this is an option. It might not solve all of those buyers' concerns, but it is an option that's available to sellers. And you know we'll have to see how it plays out in practice, whether or not sellers choose to take advantage of this opportunity or not. Excellent. That's some, some great information for sure. Thanks, Ray. And Jason, on the provincial side of things, I know Aurea has been working really hard uh, with, with, on behalf of its members, advocating to the minister regarding Tressa. One of the big things is this uh, potential cooling off period that we've seen come out in other provinces. Can you update um, BRIA membership on how that's going, Jason? Yeah, I, I think um, the uh, the government made an announcement a couple of weeks ago, David, that you would have seen where they were going to be, uh, they announced that they're going to be going out and consulting on a potential cooling off period uh, for new builds, for, for new freehold uh, builds from a builder. Uh, and Aria was, uh, was supportive of, of that announcement when it, when, it, when it was made. Where we would have a big concern, uh, quite frankly, is if at some point if the government were to come out uh, and kind of expand that and look to uh, move towards a cooling off period for resale homes. Uh, you know, there's a whole host of differences uh, that exists between buying a new build from a builder and buying a resale home from, you know, perhaps a senior right here in Brantford. Uh, and there's all kinds, I think Ray would agree with me, all kinds of un unintended consequences that we see uh, with moving forward with a cooling off period for resale homes. So we're going to stay vigilant there. Uh, we're going to continue to, to make our case uh, in the media and, and to decision makers at Queen's Park. And, um, you know, we'll definitely uh, provide updates uh, to, to you, and you and your board as they become available. Thanks, Jason. We certainly appreciate everything Aria's doing on that front for us. Ray, do you have any comments on the cooling off period? Yeah, for sure. I mean, at Aria, we fundamentally, fundamentally believe that all real estate policies should work in all types of real estate markets, not just a heated seller's market. And that's, that, that's why we're so adamantly opposed to a cooling off period. But Jason mentioned unintended consequences. So let me give your members some examples of what we mean by unintended consequences. Can you imagine, David, if a cooling off period was permitted here in the province of Ontario and it was a heated seller's market and you had a discouraged buyer who was repeatedly missing out on successfully securing, successfully purchasing a property. If there was a cooling off period that allowed a buyer to back out of a real estate transaction for no reason, no reason whatsoever, what would stop those buyers from submitting offers on five or 10 different properties, securing more than one of those, getting an accepted offer on more than one of those, and then walking away from the one that they want or those that they want less? That's a reality that could happen. I also see this giving a leg up to buyers who have deep pockets. And here's what I mean by that. If a buyer is put in their contract with a seller, a clause that said something along the lines of, you know, 
I want to assure you that I'm not going to utilize this cooling off period. I'm not backing out of this transaction for any reason whatsoever. And to assure you of that, I've put down a huge deposit, let's say $200,000 as the deposit. Like you'd agree, that's huge, right? Absolutely. We don't see yeah. $200,000 deposits in, in Brantford. That would show a serious we? buyer. That would show <laughs> a serious buyer. But imagine inserting a clause for the buyer's benefit that says, I assure you that I'm not going to execute this cooling off period. I am going to proceed with the transaction. I want you to know I'm not going to back out. But if I do back out, you can keep my $200,000. I look at that as giving a leg up to that buyer who has deep enough pockets to put a $200,000 deposit down. That's unfair to first time home buyers. That's unfair to families. And that's an unintended consequence that I don't think is fair. Wow, that's incredible, Ray. That's, you know, you make a, such a great point there. Um, it's putting something intended for good can be putting other buyers at a huge disadvantage. And you're 100% right. We as realtors and as an association represent all different types of buyers and in different types of markets. I mean, you've been in the business 27 years, correct? For sure, yeah. You've seen quite a few different markets, uh, I'm sure, in that time frame, right? Yeah, we just simply can't change policies when the market changes. And really, a cooling off period is designed to address those issues that we had in the heat of the market, mm -hmm. which doesn't exist any longer. Like, we've returned to what I like to call a more normal market. Yeah, inventory is short, but we are in a more normal market than we were one year ago at the same time. Correct, correct. Getting back to the highlights of Tressa, obviously a lot of these things are going to be beneficial to realtors and consumers. And do you think they're going to, I guess, raise the profile of realtors professionally, our standards, make us better overall as an industry so we've talked about the open offer process which is more choice for sellers and we didn't yet talk about increased disclosures in real estate and while the expectation under reba our current re legislation was to make these disclosures there really wasn't a standard process for making them under tressa the disclosure of information that is required to be conveyed to a client is made much more crystal clear. And that's a good thing for our consumers, that when they make a decision, they make those decisions with fully informed knowledge. And, you know, you talked, I'm going to go back to the cooling off period a little bit by introducing a discussion of an information guide that's required in real estate transactions under Tressa. The information guide is a document, a large document that's chock full of information about real estate relationships and options that consumers have when interacting with realtors. That's a good thing. The, the, the idea of an information guide is a very good thing, again, for the whole purpose of informed consumers. And that's another reason why I'm so opposed to a cooling off period. We've introduced all of these increased regulations to make consumers aware of their options and we're making them aware of the ramifications of the decisions that they make. Yet we now are considering legislation like a cooling off period to 
to, to take away some of the responsible decision making that they should be making. Right. So, you, you know, I think what I'm saying here is there's a lot of stuff built into Tressa that educates the consumers. And we're obviously all for that. We, we kind of jumped right into phase two of the regulatory updates of Tressa because that's what's kind of happening in current right now. But I did want to kind of remind people about phase one, uh, which pa the regulations passed a couple of years ago. One of the things in phase one that we're really proud of was finally after probably about a decade of lobbying, we were able to successfully convince the government to allow realtors to form personal real estate corporations. Uh, you know, these are modern business tools that just, they're complicated, but in, in layman's terms, kind of allow uh, real estate professionals to kind of accrue savings and reinvest in their, in, in their businesses. Uh, it's something we know is um, uh, really generating a lot of benefit to our members uh, across, uh, across the province, hopefully right here in Brantford as well. Um, we know that I think the latest number I've seen over 10,000 uh, realtors across Ontario have formed personal real estate corporations. And as I say, that was a direct result of uh, a change that we kind of lobbied for for the better part of 10 years. Uh, so we're really proud of uh, that change that was made in phase one. And now uh, we're right into <laughs> we're right into phase two, as Ray's been talking about. Yeah, th this industry is changing, changes fast. And sometimes we forget all the work that was previously done and and that personal real estate corporations was huge, Jason. So we're we're thankful as realtors for that and all the work Aria did and uh, uh, on behalf of uh, of the membership for that for sure. What else is coming down the pipe from Aria, Jason? Continuing on is is there anything else that uh, you wish to share with our members? Are there new programs uh, you feel they should be utilizing or anything like that? Yeah, you know, there's there's a lot, David. It's a good, it's a good question. I, I don't know that I, I have enough time to, to get into all of it, but um, just uh, just last week, the government introduced a new housing supply bill, Bill 97, uh, which is the fourth pro homeowner pro fourth pro housing piece of legislation that this government's introduced. A lot of really positive uh, initiatives in the legislation uh, that we're really really happy to see. Um, you know. We're, we're going to continue to kind of encourage the government to kind of continue on the positive track that they've established over the last four and a half years in terms of getting more homes built um, because we know the demand's there uh, and uh, it's no time to kind of rest on their laurels. Uh, we really want to see them move forward and make the necessary changes to allow more homes to get built to address the, uh, uh, the supply cri crisis that we know exists. Amazing. Ray, any final thoughts? Well, I, I just want to say to the BREA members that I know that these changes in our legislation, which are being titled as TRESA, are a significant change. And you asked about future ARIA products. I know that ARIA has incredible education prepared in terms of the new forms that we're going to have to use or the amended forms that we're going to have to be familiar with. Uh, so stay tuned for a lot more education from ARIA on that. I know one product that's soon to be rolled out is a dedicated website to all things Tressa. You might remember, Berea members might remember the COVID uh, website that Aria had, which provided us with incredible guidance. I checked that thing daily. It helped me develop practices for my brokerage. Similar thing, similar product with regards to Tressa, a dedicated website where there's going to be a laundry list of questions that we've been asked by our members with the answers. 
Dave, David, can I ask sure. Ray one question before we wrap up? <laughs> Absolutely. Ray, I, I really want to know, how do I get an invite onto a fishing trip with you and John Odie? How can I How can I get on the boat with you and John the next time you guys are out on Lake Erie? Well, I want to know that too. David you know, and I want to come fishing with you. We, we'll teach you the secret handshake one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you both for joining me for such a great discussion today. I truly appreciate it. As always, these podcasts will be available to our members and greater community every month. Let us know if you have any specific topic you want us to cover or a guest you want us to feature. Head over to www.bria.com forward slash podcast and let us know what you think. We'll see you guys next month. Thanks for listening.